Catch the Three Tailgaters show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Monday Night Edition here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're at nashfm1061.com on the web. You can always check out our podcast through Crescent City Sports by clicking on more at the top of the page and then clicking on podcast and listening in. And you can also get us at home via Alexa. Just tell it to play WRKN. I'll play Nash Icon 106.1 FM. You can email me at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Of course, you can always feel free to call the show. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. And much to talk about. And we'll get into the NBA playoffs and the strangeness which has occurred there. Obviously, we'll get into the, the lottery situation with the New Orleans Pelicans. What is realistic there? Could lightning strike again? It's possible where the Pelicans are concerned. And we'll get into the New Orleans Saints as well. And much to talk about there, too. And, of course, it's always a pleasure to welcome to the show a good and great friend and our contributor to not only Nash Icon, but, of course, more importantly, to CrescentCitySports.com. Less East. Less listen. Glad you've joined us. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. Good to be with you. Had a chance to see you earlier today. I was a little bit occupied otherwise, but <laughs> nice to see you nonetheless. And just finished with all that, by the way. So here we are, and we're, we're still living to talk about it. So I guess that's a good thing, man. Absolutely. Saints Hall of Fame uh, Celebrity Golf Classic was a big hit once again out at uh, Chateau uh, golf and uh, country club, and it uh, seems like a good time was had by all. Uh, certainly I had a good time and uh, managed to get a story out of it. Yeah, look, nice story about the LSU connection. I like that a lot. That was a good idea. Uh, wished I would have thought of it. Took a brighter mind to do that, but that's good stuff. You know, when you're talking about Dalton Hilliard and Devery Henderson, and you think about the LSU history with the Saints, it's Kind of hard to find anybody more prominent than those two guys. And, and talking to them about the additions of Teran Matthew and, and Jarvis Landry. So read it at CrescentCitySports.com. And, of course, the reaction was, was, was pretty much appreciated. And, of course, Dennis 
Alan spoke upstairs after the event, and Dennis talked about that. He addressed it right away. He said, hey, we got a couple of LSU guys. And, of course, the room erupted in cheers, right? So, uh, look, the Saints, the Saints are not only aware of this, they're trumpeting it now, aren't they? Sure. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, you know, the, the Saints, and I don't think any NFL team, uh, goes into a draft thinking we're not going to pick anybody from a particular school. They're going to pick the best player available at the time that they select. And uh, they'll factor in, a, you know, perhaps a position of need, but they're, they're not going to pick someone or not pick someone they would otherwise uh, pick or not pick uh, based on what school they went to. It just so happens that recently uh, things have not worked out well for the Saints to draft uh, LSU players, and that was the case again this year, as Mickey Loomis pointed out today, you know. The two guys they brought in from LSU are free agents. They still haven't drafted one other than Will Clapp a few years ago. They, they haven't drafted uh, many in recent years. I think only uh, I think Will's the only one in about the last 11 years. So, uh, you know, that's just the nature of the draft and free agency. But it just so happened that this year two very good, popular LSU players fit a need fit needs for the Saints, and the Saints wanted to bring them in. They wanted to come home, and lo and behold, everything worked out. So it's uh, everybody's very happy about that. Yeah, it's really interesting because the Saints drafted Al Woods out of LSU in the fourth round back in 2010, and he didn't stick here, but he went on to have – he's gone on to have a really good NFL career. I mean, it just didn't go for him here by and large, but he ended up uh, not staying here and – ended up being released by the Saints and ended up elsewhere where he's had a long and prosperous NFL career. So, you know, you think about the defensive end that the Saints drafted that ended up with the New England Patriots for so many years that they uh, they let get away. Al Woods was a guy that turned out to be pretty good elsewhere. So they have drafted a couple of LSU players in this regime. I don't think there's any natural prejudice at all against LSU. I do agree with them that it simply worked out that way. On the other hand, it's also very obvious that they clearly like and have a preference for Ohio State players. That cannot be denied. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely true, and, and there are uh, a few factors there. One is that they generally, when they have selected Ohio State players, they have gotten what they had hoped for, and maybe even more than they had hoped for. So, you keep going back to the well as long as it's paying off. And, uh, you know, when the opportunity arises to get another player uh, from Ohio State and the track record is there and you have a good relationship with the coaches and you respect their opinions and they're telling you that the, the guy you're targeting is going to be a good selection for you, uh, they have credibility with you because players you've picked, a, picked from their program previously have paid off. So, uh, yeah, there's no question that uh, the Saints have an affinity for Ohio State players and with good reason. And the uh, the hope and the expectation is that uh, uh, Chris Olave is going to enhance uh, that relationship and that belief in the Ohio State program. No question. And, look, you've been around Dennis Allen a few times uh, as well. And, of course, I've known him for a while because he's been with the Saints for a while. And he's... I mean, he's really the antithesis of Sean Payton. That's not a criticism of either one. They're just totally different. 
one guy uh, is mercurial, will be outspoken and will speak what he thinks uh, regardless of the audience uh, when he wants to. And, of course, he's never going to divulge any information to you, and that's Coach Payton. On the other hand, Dennis Allen is a, just kind of an even-keeled guy. I think that's the right way to describe him. He, he doesn't really get excited and doesn't really get underwhelmed either. He's just a level guy. In fact, my friends that played with him today in the golf tournament from my board of directors uh, from Nicole's Limousine, they were all saying that. I said, man, because they've played with Coach Payton many times in this event. I said, boy, you talk about a, just a level-headed, uh, easygoing solid guy and that's coach allen he really is a different personality and uh, while the saints had continuity by sticking with dennis allen which i certainly advocated and thought was the right move uh, it's not the same guy and it's not the same approach is it no it's not now, now it'll be curious to see uh what he's like uh, when he's the head coach during the season and some adversity hits and you have the ups and downs of the season because, mm-hmm. you know, he he had the acting head coaching job last year for that one game in Tampa Bay. But we have not seen him as the head coach under fire yet. Uh, yeah, generally speaking, his personality, his demeanor is very different from Sean Payton's, and I think that's probably what we're going to see going forward. But until we see how he will... Uh, reacts to being the head coach under fire over the course of the season. We we don't know if that might change a little bit. But yeah, they're, they're two different people, two different personalities. And uh, to this point, Dennis seems, just as we saw as a defensive coordinator and before that in his previous tenure as secondary coach, uh, that his personality is, is a little more laid back. Uh, than Sean Payton's, and uh, we'll see if that changes. It might change a little bit uh, once he's the head coach and has to uh, coach this team through the fire of a regular season. We'll, we'll see what happens over the course of this season. Visiting with Les East of CrescentCitySports.com, and really it's it's interesting to watch the, the dynamic of Coach Allen and how he goes about his business. Uh, it's obvious that they think – a little differently than the previous regime. Some people are making, you know, a lot of this whole Drew Brees tweet thing, but Dennis Allen, you know, put the cold water on that quickly. Not that he doesn't love Drew Brees. He does, but, you know, this was all in jest. Drew Brees isn't coming back to play football. I mean, this was, I mean, he mentioned about pickleball in the same tweet. So, to me, I think this was all about Drew Brees reacting to, you know, basically being demoted or call what you want dismissed he's under contract NBC they they still have him under contract so either they're going to have to pay him off or they're going to have to honor the deal in some other capacity and use him in another role so I think it was more about that than it was about anything else and as Dennis Allen said today it was in jest maybe some people didn't take it that way maybe they didn't really understand maybe it wasn't necessarily the right thing for Drew to do but the bottom line is a I don't think he's coming back. B, if he were, it wasn't going to be to the Saints at this stage with Sean Payton not here anymore. And C, I do think that Breeze is going to try to continue to pursue the broadcasting career. And D, I think he probably will find it. And oh, by the way, E, I mean, call me what you want, but I didn't think he was bad at what he did. I thought he was, I thought he was pretty solid overall, at least my, my perception. And, and there was no 
no prejudice there. I just observe it like everybody else. So pretty strange thing. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, I, it seemed like the, the report that, that leaked out uh, yesterday about uh, Drew and NBC parting ways and, and some of the headlines you saw uh, made it look a little more negative toward Drew than maybe was the actual reality. But the fact that it got out a little bit earlier than uh, before anything is finalized, I think got under Drew's skin a little bit. You could tell that by the tone of his tweet. Clearly, it was in jest. The the pickleball thing uh, made that clear that he was talking about, you know, there are all kinds of things I could be doing next year. I'll let you know when I have something definite, but there's nothing definite at this point. And and so the the idea that he's going to come back and play for the Saints or anybody else, else I think, is far-fetched. I, I didn't get an opportunity to see a lot of Drew's uh, broadcasting uh, work last year, but what I was able to see, I thought he did fine. I have no question that he will prepare himself and has prepared himself for that as well as anybody could, and I think he'll be successful in wherever he goes from here on out. But now, Dennis Allen, I think, had the right take on that. It, it was clearly said in jest by Drew. Some people maybe uh, misconstrued it, but uh, he's not coming back. That was just a, a somewhat um, emotional and maybe a little bit angry reaction to the report that surfaced yesterday. As of this play date, uh, which is May 16th, what, what is the Saints' biggest need at this point in your mind? I mean, what, are you, what have they not addressed, or what is in your mind, their biggest need or their weakest point? Uh, maybe a better phrase or a better question to ask. What do you think? Well, I think the interesting thing is with, with the limitations they've had uh, with the salary cap, I, I think they've addressed their major needs pretty effectively. I, I think uh, tight end is a little bit of a question mark, although with the expectation that uh, that's going to be Taysom Hill's primary position this year, and with Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson coming back, that that's potentially an adequate uh, collection of people at that position. But I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to add somebody there. Mickey Loomis said during the draft, you can never have enough defensive backs. So they could address depth there, and they could address depth on the offensive line. I, I think the number one area they would like to address if they can do it effectively would be a backup running back with the uncertainty of Alvin Kamara's situation with his legal trouble in Las Vegas. So that would be the one thing I would say is a veteran backup at running back would be number one. But as Mickey Loomis said at the end of the draft, the, the one have-to position they had was safety, and they addressed that with Tyron Matthews. So now it's a question of, trying to plug in a, a few things that they would like to have if they can make it work. And I think running back is number one on that list. I was really surprised to see that the over-under number for wins for the Saints in Las Vegas was eight. That's a losing record. That's eight and nine. I, I'm really surprised at that. And, again, trying to dismiss any potential prejudice, I don't see it that way. I mean, I think this team, you know, on the low end is probably a 10-win team and on the high end is a 12-win team based upon the personnel, based upon the division, and that's a big part of it. 
and based upon the NFC. Look, the Atlanta Falcons are, are not that team. The Carolina Panthers are not that team. Tampa Bay is still a formidable team uh, and a good team, but you certainly can make the argument not as good. Uh, they lost two primary offensive linemen. Looks like a tight end as well. One primary defender. And they changed head coaches. And the quarterback's a year older. So to me, I think the ticket for the Saints is obvious. You go at least 5-1 and one in, the dish, in the division. And then you, you play around 500 the rest of the way. You do that, you're 11-6. and six. So I don't see the Saints being valued properly at just eight wins. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they were 9-8 and eight last year with an inordinate number of injuries to uh, important players, uh, significant COVID losses over the course of the season. Um, they've had a very good offseason, in my estimation. The wild card, of course, is Dennis Allen replacing Sean Payton. You don't know how that might affect them. It could affect them negatively. It might be a wash. I, I don't know. But to say with, with the offseason they've had personnel-wise and with the, the inordinate number of injuries and absences they had last year, to say that they are going to be worse than last season uh, just doesn't equate, uh, doesn't add up to me. So I think, yeah, we'll have to see how Dennis Allen does replacing Sean Payton, but I think on paper – you would expect them to be better than last season by at least one game, maybe two. So uh, eight seems extremely low for me as a projected win total. I think that the, the odds makers are certainly considering two things. The Sean Payton effect, who gets an enormous amount of respect, and understandably so, and the quarterback situation, whether they value Jameis Winston or not. Because that, re- that remains probably the biggest question surrounding this team. Just what is Jameis Winston? Who can he be? Can he be a solid starter? Can he be a game manager? Can he be an, an adequate guy? Or can he be an above-average guy that can, that can help lift you to higher levels? And I don't know that any of us are capable of answering that correctly. I think we can speculate on what it is, but based on the large sample size we've had, I don't think any of us can step out in faith and say he's going to be great, but I think we can say that he's probably going to be the latter, which is a solid player and a solid game manager, which is pretty much what we saw last year. Yeah, there's still some some questions about exactly what he's going to be because he's being asked in this offense to be a different type of player than he was being asked to be in Tampa Bay for those five seasons where he started. I think the limited uh sample size we have from last year uh four plus games suggested that he was on his way to modifying his game effectively to being more of a game manager uh than he had been in Tampa Bay and he did this with a receiving core that was um much 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 worse than the one he figures to have this season uh, so I would the expectation I have is that he will be a, a, an effective quarterback, and he has a chance to be a, a very good quarterback with the improvement in, in the passing uh, offense. They had the worst passing offense in the NFL last year, but you get Michael Thomas back, you draft Alave, you sign Jarvis Landry. There's a lot more there for him to work with. So. Yeah, there's some uncertainty there, but I think it's reasonable to think 
that he will be good enough for them to have a better record than they had last year. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think they certainly, barring injuries, will be better than last year. And barring injuries, they will have a better record than last year when everything that could go wrong did go wrong. So I'm right there with you on that where the Saints are concerned. We're visiting with Les East of CrescentCitySports.com. If you'd like to join in the conversation, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. When we return, the Pelicans, the draft lottery coming up tomorrow. What are the possibilities? Who's out there? What might they be looking for? Plus, Tulane is looking for a new head baseball coach. We'll talk about those things next as we continue with all access for a Monday night. Ken Trahan with you on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. When you get nachos, tacos, empanadas, spicy queso with jalapenos, Pepto Bismol's there. Pepto-Bismol provides fast, effective relief from nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. All the things that can happen unexpectedly on vacation. So before you travel, pack the Pepto. Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. If your wiper blades are smearing and streaking, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts to save $8 instantly on a pair of Rain-X Latitude wiper blades. Our professional parts people will even install them for you for free. Improve visibility and save money with Rain-X Latitude wiper blades. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop online at OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I gotta tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kinda like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report, Memphis Region Zone E. Something you probably do know progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto they offer you round-the-clock protection something you probably don't know the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds something you probably do know your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse something you probably don't know a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence bundle your home and auto with progressive and get more than a great price get round-the-clock protection Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. 
That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC Series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 hybrid or rugged V90 cross-country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. This report is sponsored by Maytag. May is Maytag month. So put the hardest working month of the year to work for you and bring home big savings on the Maytag kitchen and laundry appliances you want now through June 1st, because May is Maytag month. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The Saints complete their first rookie mini camp. The Saints Hall of Fame Celebrity Golf Classic at Chateau Country Club held today in Kenner. Meanwhile, Jarvis Landry met for the first time since joining the Saints, saying it was special to come home to play and that he wanted to play for the Saints when he was growing up. He expects Ian Terran Matthew to accept leadership roles. Union Paris star running back Trey Holly commits to LSU. He's the reigning two-time 3A Offensive Player of the Year in Louisiana. In the NBA playoffs, the Boston Celtics advance to the Eastern Conference Finals after whipping defending champ Milwaukee 109. 81. The Celtics will play Miami in the conference final. In the West, Dallas completes an upset of the Suns, winning 123-90 at Phoenix to win the series 4-3. Dallas will play Golden State in the conference final. College baseball, LSU loses 8-5 to Ole Miss. They get swept. Tulane loses 18-8 at Wichita State. They get swept. Prep baseball, Catholic of Baton Rouge beats John Curtis 4-1 to win the Division I title. In Hammond tonight, St. Charles Catholic and St. Thomas Aquinas meet for the Division III title. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. And before we get into the Pelicans, Tulane has fired head coach Trent Jewett. The season's not even over yet. But Jay Ullman, the, the assistant coach, will take over on an interim basis. Jewett's done. And... Again, when you look at the body of work, 160, 138, and 1, so it's a winning record, but nothing to speak of in terms of any accomplishment in this program because Tulane, in all of his time here, did not make it to an NCAA tournament. And that was really the, the litmus test. Six seasons, no NCAA appearances. Now... The pandemic season, 2020, his team was 15-2, and two and the season got stopped, and that was really unfortunate because that was his best team. But fate intervened. It didn't happen. He hasn't inspired anybody in terms of attendance. Uh, he, his recruiting has been decent, but nothing special, and the team has reflected that in retrospect. And many people pointed to the fact that he didn't really have any ties, you know, being a guy from the West when he came here, and, of course, having been – the associated coach at Vanderbilt, a highly successful program, the thought was he could turn Tulane into that, an academic school being a baseball power, which, of course, Rick Jones did for many years. Didn't happen. He had not been a head coach before, so it's safe to say that 
the hire did not work out. Uh, unless this program is really uh, nowhere near where it was of those years when Rick Jones made it a two-time World Series participant. No, it's not. And that's one of the problems facing uh, anyone who's, who's in that position now is that Rick Jones and, to a lesser degree, Joe Brockhoff before him have proven that, that Tulane can be a significant baseball program. As you mentioned, you know, Rick took him to the uh, World College World Series twice. I believe they were the number one national seed the second time that they went there and they uh, knocked out, you know, Skip Bertman's last team at LSU at that famous Super Regional at Zephyr Field. So, you know, Tulane can be uh, probably, uh, probably has a higher ceiling in baseball than it does in any other sport. And so the expectations are higher. And uh, Travis Hewitt was not able to uh, come close to matching those expectations and what the program had accomplished in previous years. And uh, so patience ran out, uh, and I, I understandably so. And I think uh, Tulane's going to be looking probably for someone who has head coaching experience somewhere uh, with the expectation that they are going to be back in the NCAA tournament in, in the near future. I think that's what they're going to have uh, on their mind that's what Troy Dannon's going to be thinking as he goes out looking for a replacement. Yeah, nothing against Trent Jewett. Uh, I questioned the hire at the time when both Andy Canizero and Matt Reiser were very interested in both had been head coaches and, of course, ultimately have had some level of success and were two-lane guys. Uh, you don't have to hire a two-lane guy, of course, but if you have guys that have that kind of experience and, and have some level of success, it certainly helps. And recruiting is obviously important. And it's a different dynamic than it was uh, when Rick was there and what Rick had built it up to be. And in Rick's last few years, it wasn't quite the same. Now, David Pierce uh, did have an NCAA team at Tulane before he left for Texas. So they've had some level of success after Rick Jones, but only for that brief time before Coach Pierce moved on. So an interesting hire to be made. How that program is perceived uh, by others on the outside remains to be seen. Is it looked at as being a you know, a, a top 50 job, top 40 job by others, or is it looked at as being, you know, more of a, you know, a, a top 100 job, which is not that attractive. The RPI says Tulane is in the 60s to 70s now. So I'm interested to see just how it's perceived and what they're able to attract as well. NBA draft lottery coming up tomorrow night. So we know where the Pelicans are right now. Uh, they would be, what, ninth in the pecking order with that pick from the Lakers, but a 6% chance to get the number one overall pick. But as we've learned before, uh, you never say never. This team has struck gold twice in this lottery. Yeah, I guess there are two ways of looking at it. They, they've uh, been extremely lucky, as I wrote about at CrescentCitySports.com, with a couple of, um, you know, in 2012 when they got Anthony Davis and then 2019 when they got Zion Williamson. You could also look at it as uh, the odds are abound to catch up with them at some point, and they're, <laughs> they're not likely to duplicate that uh, tomorrow night. But even if they wind up, uh, you know, I believe a 99.6% chance uh, that they, that Lakers pick is going to be a lottery pick and, and stay with or, or be transferred to the Pelicans. Nonetheless, I think that would be pretty significant for them to be able 
to uh, pick from that spot and add another young piece uh, to a team that suddenly, after the, the push they had at the end of this season, looks a lot different than it did just, just going back to November or December of last year. So, you know, they're kind of playing with house money. If they move up tomorrow night, that's outstanding. But if uh, the odds go as expected, uh, they're still in pretty good shape. Right. They're eighth, you know, in terms of the pecking order. Eight is the number right now where the Lakers pick uh, that turned into a lottery pick is. So you'd have to move up quite a bit, but it's still there. And when you look at the draft, in any anybody's projections, they all have the same three guys at the top. In any different order, I might add, those three would be Paulo Bancaro of Duke, Jabari Smith Jr. of Auburn, Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga. Interestingly enough, these are all three bigs, Les. I mean, these are a couple of 6'10s and a couple of 7-foot individuals. Oh, one 7-foot individual will go with the two 6'10 guys. So all three are big guys, but they're all three wing players, not so much centers. So if you do get up high enough, uh, it would be interesting to see if they take any of these guys. And, and if you looked at any of the three, you know, Smith might be the most intriguing because he can shoot it uh, from the – perimeter despite his size he's the son of the former LSU player of the same name yeah I think the Pelicans could certainly use a, another perimeter uh, a player especially a big they, they've improved in that area compared to where they were uh, the last few years uh, but I, I think they're dealing from a position of strength that they have not dealt with in, in a while in that they don't have a desperate need where they have to go out and get someone who can do a particular thing. They're a pretty well-rounded team. They're a very young team, and they have pretty good size. You're, you know, expecting Zion Williamson to come back and be your four next year, although a unique four with the skill set that he has. And, uh, you know, another, a lead guard would not be a bad thing to have. As I mentioned, perimeter shooting wouldn't be bad. Uh, a big wouldn't be bad. But at the same time, they, they can pick the uh, best player on the board, I think, and acclimate them into what they're doing w- without having to reach for a particular need because that, they have a lot to work with already. Well, they do. I mean, again, because they're dealing from a position of strength, you could certainly pick you know, the best player on the board. In their case, I mean, I think if I'm thinking about a need, what you really want, uh, if you're looking for a need as much as anything, you've got traditional post players. You don't really have that non-traditional post player that can that can really score the ball, you know, because, we, you know, Valanciunas is a traditional post player, and he's a good one. Uh, but his backup, Hernan Gomez, is the same way. Jackson Hayes is non-traditional, but he's not a scorer. So that's why... You could look at a stretch four like a Jabari Smith or even a Jed Holmgren and say maybe those guys are good. But the other clear need, in my opinion, is another one of the three and D guys. Go get a guy that can absolutely fill it up from the perimeter to open up the floor for ostensibly Zion Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, uh, you know, Trey Murphy showed some potential uh, as an outside shooter last year. You can never have too many of those guys. And, you know, we don't know what David Griffin might want to do 
in terms of moving assets. You know, Jackson Hayes is a young guy who's uh, been erratic, but shown uh, he's had very good moments uh, over the last couple of years, and yet uh, been inconsistent. So. Uh, you know, with Zion Williamson coming back, presumably, you would expect that Jackson Hayes would be the guy who would lose um, some playing time. So does he get moved potentially in the trade? If they don't get a high pick, do they maybe trade down and pick up other assets along the way? Because they have 14 players under contract for next year. And right. so there aren't a lot of openings on this roster. So I, I, I think... David Griffin has a lot of things he can look at, and I think he's dealing from a position of strength. And what happens tomorrow night, I think, will bring some clarity to what he might want to do. Assuming that Zion Williamson is back and in good graces, which is the full expectation, uh, the guys that you would certainly consider moving would be Jackson Hayes and Devontae Graham. I mean, Graham's contract is an issue, obviously. And at the guard spot, you've got better options now overall with all due respect. And, you know, you don't know what Kyra Lewis is yet either. But you know what Alvarado can be. And you obviously have C.J. McCollum. And you've got Murphy to stretch the floor. You have options. So, again, it's interesting at that position. But to me, if you're going to look at trade assets, I think Hayes and, and Graham would be the guys you might be considering moving. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Devontae Graham uh, did not... Uh, play as well as they had hoped. I, I think he's a guy who, uh, you know, is willing to accept whatever they ask him to do. He did not pout when he got moved to the bench after the trade for C.J. McCollum. He continued to, to try and contribute. Uh, so I think they like him from a character standpoint. Uh, but his, his skills uh, did not provide as consistent uh, and um, he did not perform as consistently well as they would have hoped, I think. And because they have so many people in the backcourt, they could move him, and they certainly could move Jackson Hayes. So uh, I, I think there are multiple options there for, for David Griffin to look at. And, again, I think he, he's dealing from a position of strength because he's not, uh, he's not desperate to add any particular thing, and he can move a starter in Jackson Hayes or uh, Devontae Graham, who's a starter for more than half of the year last year and not feel like he's uh, giving up anything significant in order to get a piece that might be more complimentary to what they already have. No doubt. And I guess finally, with regard to the Pelicans, before we let you get away, you know, what do you see their ceiling as? I mean, do you think they become a winning team next year that makes the playoffs do you think they become a legitimate contender in the Western Conference? Or do you think it's something less than the above? Well, I, I think there have to be a couple of caveats to that. It, you know, if we're assuming <clears throat> Zion Williamson is going to be healthy and happy, and I think that's a realistic expectation at this point, and they pick up another piece in the lottery, then I think it's realistic to think that they are a team that has a winning record next year, gets into the playoffs with a higher seeding than they had this year. They, they had to win two elimination games just to be an eighth seed this year. So I think they could be more in the middle of the playoff pack next year and take a significant step forward. I don't think they would be a serious contender 
for a conference championship next year, but I think they could take a significant step and continue to move toward potentially being that in the next two or three years because so many of the key players are young players who are still developing. No doubt. Well, listen, it's a it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, this is a team that has much promise. The moves that are made moving forward will go a long way toward determining their success, but it's clear they've got the right coach. It's clear their chemistry is quite good. Uh, it just becomes a matter of making the pieces fit and, and coming up with the right solution and how you're going to play moving forward. The, the, the trend of the league is to play smaller and to play with more perimeter guys than traditional bigs. And with Valanchunas and Williamson, they're going to have a couple of guys that are post-up players. So it's going to be interesting to see just how it fits with what they're trying to do. And I'm keenly interested, as I know you are. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I think you would have to give you know Willie Green very high marks for what he did in his first year as head coach. Obviously, these players have bought in to his system, his way of relating to them. And I think there's every expectation to think that the upward trajectory that they appear to be on is going to continue. And uh, I think David Griffin has a good feel now for the type of player that uh, Willie Green is looking for and who can uh, fit in with what they already have and they can just continue to build. So it's kind of remarkable, but I think the positivity around this team is significantly greater than it was just months ago. Couldn't agree more. He's Les East of CrescentCitySports.com. Read his fine work there. Les, thanks for the time tonight, and keep up the good work. Thanks, Ken. All right, a brief time out here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. When we return in just a moment, NBA playoffs. And what happened to the Phoenix Suns? That and more as we continue with all access here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-885-9500. That's 1-800-885-9500. 1-800-885-9500. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care's got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment, just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. 
Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizza. We have 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. This report is sponsored by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all of the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. This is Josh Danzig with Where Yet Magazine and whereyet.com with your weekend picks for 106.1 Nash Icon. This Saturday, don't miss the Louisiana Veterans Festival at Heritage Park in Slidell with live music from Cowboy Mouth, fireworks, food, and much more. Theater lovers make plans to see the play Death Trap at the Teatro Theater with performances on Friday and Saturday evenings and Sunday matinees through May 22nd. Log on to our website, whereyat.com, to vote in our Best of the Big Easy contest. And for more info on what to do this weekend, click on the community calendar link on our website. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. What to make of the Phoenix Suns? I mean, what do you make of it? To get beat is one thing. To get blown out in that fashion is absolutely remarkable when you consider this team won 64 games. This team was the best team in the NBA. This team was coming off of an NBA Finals appearance and, and actually came close to winning it all a year ago. And here they were in Game 7, at home, getting absolutely destroyed by the Dallas Mavericks. And I don't think many people would consider the Dallas Mavericks a championship contender for NBA honors. I mean, it's a team that, if it shoots well, is dangerous. And it is a shooting perimeter-based team. It plays off of Luka Doncic, obviously. And obviously, Luka Doncic has been sensational in the postseason. And he was sensational in this game. Nearly a triple-double in three quarters. And, and then they called him off and didn't even use him in the fourth quarter because they blew him out and didn't have to. And again, watching the game, it was remarkable. And just how bad the Suns were. DeAndre Ayton was so bad, he didn't even get back on the floor. And his coach said afterwards that it was circumstances that dictated that and the way things were going and the way he played. And this guy, of course, was great against the Pelicans, as we saw. Chris Paul was nowhere near the player we saw against the Pelicans. Not even close. <laughs> and I think some of that has to do with the matchup, but I think a lot of it also has to do with his age and the fact that 
the wear and tear, more games, he's just not as effective. And then Devin Booker just had a bad game. He wasn't very good. And that put them in a bad position. Really did. Because they just weren't going to be able to overcome that. Dallas shot the ball amazingly well. And as mentioned, Doncic was just fantastic. In the grand scheme of things, he is that type of player. And they had nobody that could guard him. Nobody. Big and strong. He's smart. He can hurt you off the bounce, and he can shoot it with range. And when he shoots it well, which sometimes he doesn't, then he's completely and totally unstoppable. And he was that guy in Game 7. But again, Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie had a fantastic game. Jalen Brunson was good. And their role players did a great job as role players in the game. So now they move on to face the Golden State Warriors in the finals. No one is going to give the Mavericks a chance. Interesting that Dallas won the season series 3-1 against Golden State, although Klay Thompson did not play in two of those games. And the Warriors are playing at a different level now than they did at any point in the season. And they just beat a very good Memphis team. So the oddsmakers clearly are going to have the Warriors winning this. They have championship pedigree. They've been there, done that. They've got guys that know how to do it. Three championship players in Green and, and Thompson and Curry, obviously. But they have nice pieces now. Poole's been really good. They have seven, eight guys that can absolutely get it done on a night-to-night basis. So clearly they're the favorite, and I think they're my favorite too. Dallas has proven me wrong already. I didn't think they could beat Phoenix, and perhaps I should take them seriously this time around also. As I mentioned before, if the Mavericks shoot the ball well, they're incredibly dangerous based on Jason Kidd's team and makeup and how they play. So shooting has a lot to do with this. Of course, shot making has a lot to do with any game, but it's especially true of a perimeter-based team, which the Mavericks are. Eastern Conference, what do you think? Boston Celtics, I mean, they could have won that thing in six easily against Milwaukee. They did not. It went to the seventh game, but they won it convincingly over the Bucks in game seven. So the defending champs are out. Drew Holiday just didn't play well enough because without Chris Middleton, the Bucks needed Holiday to be really, really good, and he wasn't. And that was a big part of the situation today. Bottom line is you know, they didn't have that second cog, that guy to really step up and support Giannis and to DeCompo, who was just brilliant. You can't ask Giannis to do anything more. He was sensational. But he didn't have any support. You know, when Grayson Allen is your second or third best option, and it's not a knock on him, it tells me you're probably not good enough. He's a pretty good player. But he's not that. So now the Celtics, who have good chemistry, who have tough guys, and who will defend, move on. They get the Miami Heat, and I think everybody's on Boston. And I get that too. They're tough-minded. They're tough physically. They are the Celtics. But I am not underselling Miami. The Heat are a very good defensive team. They have offensive options. Duncan Robinson's not even playing much. Major contract and a shooter, but not getting on the floor much. I guess they feel his defensive liabilities are the issue. 
But they've got other guys that play. Tucker's a consummate pro. If Lowry's healthy enough, he was brought there for this moment. Jimmy Butler is that guy. Bam Adebayo's a good player. Tyler Hero's as good as any, if not the best, sixth man in the game. Struss is solid. They've got a lot of options. Oladipo has come in with injuries and played extremely well at times. We all know he can score the basketball. So I am not selling the heat short. The other thing about Miami is that's a very well-coached team, a team that you have a lot of respect for its coach in Eric Spolstra. So I'm absolutely not selling them short. I can see that series going seven games. I really can. I would think Golden State can win in five or six in the Western Conference. So I do have the Warriors moving forward. And I completely get the Celtics pick. And without Middleton, I picked Boston to win after I picked the Bucks to win originally. The Middleton injury changed all that. But I think Miami has a great chance to win that series. And I'm not going to go against them. I'm going to go with the Heat. So to me, Golden State and Miami, one coast to another, would be the final, at least from where I'm sitting. But I do think we're in for some good series. I think that the Boston-Miami series in particular is going to be a very good series. So looking forward to seeing exactly what that's going to produce. Some really good players. Meanwhile, back to the draft situation and the lottery tomorrow night. If the Pelicans stick in the eighth spot, just as an example, and nothing changes, players that would probably be in that range, uh, Dyson Daniels out of the G League, you know, a 6'7 wing player who's got length and can score the ball, would be one. Adrian Griffin Jr. out of Duke, the wing player who can shoot it is a guy that you certainly might think would be there. Benedict Mathurin out of Arizona. Athletic player at 6'6", that certainly has the ability uh, to translate to the next level. Jalen Duran, the 6'11 player at Memphis who can play the 5 or the 4, certainly would be another guy that could end up in that region. And the same is true of Keegan Murray of Iowa who's a 6'8 wing player, who's a very experienced player who's been in the college level for quite some time. He is another guy that certainly could end up in that region as well. So those are some of the players to look at if the Pelicans end up in that region of the eighth spot where they're projected to be right now. We talked about the potential top three picks a little bit earlier in the show. So again, the lottery tomorrow night. And we'll see if they can get Lucky like they did with Anthony Davis. Lucky like they did with Zion Williamson. It's possible. It's 260-1061-504-260-1061. One final timeout here. Back with some final comments when we continue in a moment with all access. Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. 
If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-885-9500. That's 1-800-885-9500. 1-800-885-9500. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. I'm Joel Clark, a SelectQuote agent, with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance... You're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-885-9500. That's 1-800-885-9500. 1-800-885-9500. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. If your vehicle squeals or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through May 24th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of Brake Best Select or Import Direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM NASH Icon at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Our time just about expired here tonight. Uh, Of course, 
We always want to thank our listeners and thank our sponsors for making it happen. We want to thank Rudy Dixon, our producer, for doing a great job as always. Thanks to everybody that helped with the Saints Hall of Fame Celebrity Golf Classic today at Chateau Country Club. Read the story at CrescentCitySports.com. It was a great success, and it was all about the people that contributed to it, and we're deeply appreciative of their participation. Tomorrow night is University of New Orleans Baseball Southern, the opponent, uh, and, of course, we'll have Sports Talk as well coming up, and I'll have my show on Wednesday night. Uh, at 6 p.m. Look forward to bringing you that. Glad you have joined us tonight. Uh, For Rudy Dixon, Ken Trahan saying thank you for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading